Welcome to Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to today's podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to the podcast. All right, so today's podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about the tools of the trade when it comes to being an electrical estimator, or if you're an owner of an electrical business and you are thrust into doing your own estimates, um, we're going to look at some of the basics, just kind of talk, chat a little bit about some of the basics of what you should be doing. Now, again, there's different ways that you're doing estimating. I mean, you could be doing houses and just doing it, you know, just doing rule of thumb. You could set some kind of value on square footage and you're figuring it out that way. You'll end up losing your butt eventually on that, but you could do it that way. Um, maybe you've just done a certain number of houses. Over time, you developed a skill to look at something and say, all right, that house, this is the price. And, you know, if you're lucky, you make a profit. If you don't, right? You know, you learn error, and uh, so we're doing a video series that should be coming out here uh, by the end of this year, and I'm in 2019, so it's a multi-module project that we're working, and I'm partnering with a guy named Steve Griffin, uh, who is a master estimator and is the uh, has software that he's he's written, and uh, it's the best bid hybrid software, and it's it's an amazing software for doing estimation, but res- residential, commercial. Uh, industrial it's great software but you know the struggle with people were how do you really do the estimating how do you get into it? what do you need in today's episode um, we're going to talk bare bones of what you need kind of to start in estimating obviously we're not going to cover the estimation process that's going to be in the video series uh, but we kind of what do you need what, what do you have to have in order to be able to even venture into this thing of of estimating because uh, you're going to look at a sets of drawings and you're going to see things and of course we talked about another podcast how I like to start and again how Steve likes to start is taking care of the lighting and the gear and the panel boards and all that because that's the stuff that takes time to price out. Um, it's pretty easy to do the boxes and wiring methods and things like that. I mean, we get that. But some of the bigger stuff, you got to get prices. And the quicker you can get those prices, the, the better you're going to be ahead of the curve. But when it comes time to sit down and look at your drawings, um, there's some tools that you need to have uh, that are really going to make your job easier for you as far as tracking things, coming up with some kind of coding system, if you will. Um, we start looking at the lighting schedules and we start doing a takeoff and we're looking at all these different types of luminaires and we're starting to take account. So there's just some things that make it uh, a lot easier. And of course, in the video series, we'll cover uh, all those in, in, in more detail. But I'm kind of giving you the 30,000 foot overview of what we're talking about. Okay, So you're, you're starting your company. You really want to know how to do your estimating or you maybe you're taking your career where you're an electrician, master, and you want to go into estimating as a, as a profession. Uh, because again, you can do um, a lot of the stuff you can do as a freelance or you can get a job at some of these really big electrical contracting firms where they have multiple estimators, and it's a pretty good gig if you can get it. So some of the tools of the trade. Now, there's no one-size-fit-all thing. I mean, everybody has their different scope. We're just going to cover uh, the beginnings of how you end up doing the estimating, and it's not as much of how you record it 
In other words, if I'm putting it in a commercial software or I'm putting on a uh, traditional pen and paper takeoff sheet, when it comes to looking at the drawings, this is some of the tools that you might need, okay? Now, other tools that we're going to recommend you to go out and invest, it's not a real expensive deal uh, going on, um, but there's certain things that if you're going to sit down with a, and crack open a set of drawings um, and you want to get the most accurate counts and everything that you're doing, uh, then there's some of the suggestions. Now, the first thing is highlighters. Uh, I recommend the Sharpie style, but there's different brands out there. There's some actually called highlighter. Uh, but I like the Sharpie because they retract and you don't have to worry about them drying out. But anyway, you can get these in multitude of colors. So between red, pink, orange, green, blue, light blue, mar- uh, maroon, whatever it is, get as many colors as possible. Okay? Um, and because you're going to, as many colors that are of potentially available. Now there's other things that you can move, use. Um, there's some things like the the colored pins that are like a, a, a liquid or whatnot. Well they can get smeary. Uh, don't use the things that don't dry very quickly to make notes on them because you'll just end up getting it all over your hands and all over the drawing. But um, again sh- highlighters tend to be the best because it's very uh, straightforward those things that you highlight stand out. Those different luminaires that you might put a mark on that start counting. Um, it stands out. So go on and pick you up a set of highlighters. Uh, get the ones that retract. The, that way you don't have to worry about losing the tops. But they do make other kinds. So we're not going to promote any one over the other. Um, but you can get some uh, highlighters. Um, and there's one out from the Sharpie. There's a 10-pack that's got a bunch of different colors in it. And again... Um, it really is going to help you to be able to identify each different component as you start highlighting them out on a drawing. Okay, some people get colored pencils and they'll they'll highlight over certain things with a colored pencil to each his own, uh, and and it will work fine. Uh, whatever your system is, you come up with, make sure you stick to that system. I like highlighters and I like to get the. Um, as, as many colors as I can. Now, as you get on, you might want to be more subtle and you don't want things to stand out as much. I don't really think it matters because you're getting this set of plans for estimating. It's not like you're going to use these typically on the job. So, um, you know, either or, but, you know, highlighters. Uh, but there are a multitude of colored pencils out there. But again, it's not my preference. I like highlighters. The next thing you're going to need is an engineering scale rule or... Um, an arc or whatever so if you've got to make uh, connections between luminaires so you can kind of see what's how things are going so that you can measure it out now with electronic versions we do today we can draw these things electronically saves a lot of time Um, but if you're doing a drawing and you're writing it out on uh, the sets itself you might want to loop around your different luminaires and things like that Basically, it helps you get a count so you can measure the lengths of, of, of MC cable or raceway or whatever you're doing. All right, so you get do want to get an arc in an engineering scale rule. Well, it'll be helpful. Uh, the other thing you need is a clicker or tallier or a counter. You know, you click it like when you see people going to the movie theaters and they click, click, click. And they only let Maybe I guess you see them at like Disneyland where they only let a certain number of people get on a ride. Uh, now, again, electronic software has a clicking built into it, so you really don't need the manual. But if you're doing something and you're doing everything manual, pen and paper on a pen and paper type of uh, type of, of um, a takeoff sheet, then it's important as you're going around the 
each one of these luminaires that you're clicking it on so you can get an accurate count. So if you're going to do them by hand, one of those tally clickers or counters uh, is going to be pretty beneficial for you. Uh, the other thing, like we said, is the uh, scale rule. And basically, you want to meet whatever the scale is on the drawing. So you have the ability to meet a quarter of an inch as a foot or whatever it may be. Because you'll need to make measurements, obviously, to know the raceway lengths between luminaires or from point A to point B uh, and, and those type of things. Um, one of the other things you could get, and it's what I use, is actually a rolling scale. Uh, and it can actually set whatever scale you want. I actually have one here uh, that I still use. It's called a Scale Master, um, and I like it. It does a really, really, really good job at, at marking off scale. So, um, and it also, many of them also will have in there what's called a counter button. So you can click the counter as you get to a you know box or a luminaire or whatever you want to do. Uh, I like that a lot. It works good for me. Um, and so I tend to use that when I'm doing some of those actual working on a plan. And when I was doing plans examiner and I was checking things that the engineers would submit, uh, that's what I would use. And it just made it a lot easier for me to do what I needed to do. Okay. So you can buy those. They're still available. Again, with the advent of, of software today, um, really don't need it as much because of some of the software, your, your mouse and your clicks and can get you that. But if you're doing some of the basic tools... Uh, then, you know, again, mine is made by Scale Master, but there's different ones out there. Um, and it's a roller wheel. All right, so that's one thing that's, that's kind of good to have, especially if, again, you're going to measure between luminaire to luminaire or from panels to receptacles and things like that because you need to get a count, and that's going to be one of the things. Uh, the next thing that you want to look at is, especially on a drawing, if you need to make some notes or nice little markings on there, but you don't want to be as is stand outish as a highlighter. Maybe you're looping some things together, kind of get an idea of how you're going to run, how not you're going to run the circus, but how you're going to run it in order to get an accurate count. Then a mechanical pencil. Um, so, and then you have a little eraser on there because you can erase the little lines if you want to change some stuff up. Uh, and there's some that are made by Armadillo, but there's other manufacturers that make these little mechanical pencils. Um, I like to make pens and pencils, so I make my own. I have a lathe, and I, and I you know, sometimes will make my own stuff, my pens and things like that, and give them away to friends and things like that. But a uh, mechanical pencil allows you to be able to make little marks on there, little symbols, and it's light and delicate before you're ready to firm it down and highlight something, uh, keeping it subtle. Uh, white out in case you you know can't get something up or you need to, to, to change something, mark something out that you might have written on there. Obviously, scratch paper. Uh, sometimes for you to be able to jot down numbers, maybe you do your little tally of one luminaire, you write it down, you jot it down, and you do another one. You, you kind of jot them all down on your scratch paper, and then you bring them over collectively to your, to your, um, your uh, takeoff sheet. Might be the way to do it. Of course, calculator. Uh, we never know when we're going to have to do some measurements and, and do some calculations. So you want to have a, a good calculator. Uh, also, sometimes things on a plan are very subtle. So it would help you to have a magnifying glass if you have poor vision like me. Sometimes I might need to see something to make sure I'm getting all the detail necessary. Maybe there's something I can't see real well on the lighting schedule, uh, you know, because I'm looking for a brand or something that would be equivalent. And so that might be something I do. Obviously, um, all those things uh, aren't overly expensive, but they're going to really be helpful 
if you're looking at a plan, especially, I, you know, I never thought that I would use a magnifying glass. Obviously, I do a lot of that stuff on the computer, so I'm able to blow something up on the computer. Uh, but if you're getting old school and you're going to actually get out your scale uh, and you're going to start measuring things off and start jotting down things in your takeoff, your branch circuit, your links, and all these type of things, um, then it's beneficial to, to be able to see what you're working with if you're doing it all uh, on paper. Okay, so that's kind of some things that, that I would tell you the tools of the trade if you're going to do it manually. get Kind of get ready. is Get you a bunch of highlighters, different colors, all different colors. Um, get you one of those clickers so that you can help you click. Again, if you have a software, it can be built into it. The, the um, Best Bid Hybrid Pro is all built in, so that kind of makes it easy to do estimates that way. Uh, but if you're going to do a manually and you're going to start doing a, a physical takeoff sheet, like a pen and pencil, a pen and paper type of takeoff, uh, then you're going to need one of those little clickers in order to be able to click out as you're going around the boxes uh, and receptacles. And then you want to be clicking it, that way you can get a total tally. Uh, again, software, you wouldn't need to do that. But if you're going to do it manually, that'll, that'll help you. Again, you need the arc and the scale uh, simply because in a lot of things, it's going to be on the drawings. It's going to be measured in a, a quarter of an inch, a foot, or whatever it is. And you need to measure it out because, again, you're trying to get a count of what you're going to need, a, a good understanding of what you're going to need. You're never going to be 100% accurate. What you want to do, and we show you this in the program, is how to minimize your minimums. In other words, knowing what I need without having to have excessive amounts of excess material, but understanding how things are going to flow in the installation, that it's not typically always point A to point B. You have to account for things like the ceiling height. If it's going from a box at 18 inches off the floor, and then it's going up to an eight-foot ceiling, up into the ceiling over a certain length, and then down the wall to another receptacle versus going around the wall. So, uh, you know, when it comes to cable and things like that, you know, it's really not as important to be overly accurate, although you want to, you don't want to end up being 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 feet more than you need at the end of the job, although most of the time you can use it on another job. But what we don't want to do is make sure we come up short. That's more importantly, that we don't come up short. So scaling it out is important, understanding that you have the different types of engineering scale rulers that can meet all those potential uh, measurements that's going to be on a, a set of blueprints. Right, um, And again, if you're going to go newer school, like I've got one here, like right in my hand. Uh, in fact, you hear the Velcro as I take it out of its little pouch is my scale master i've had this scale master for quite a few years um and it's you know um it's an awesome tool in fact it looks almost brand new it's like itching to do some more work here um but you can set the scale and you can literally measure everything off and get real accurate if you want to do it that way again computers we probably make this obsolete but there's still some plans that are not overly big that you know what you can tackle pretty quickly by hand so that is an option now a lot of the electronic stuff today the computer softwares are geared towards small or large like best bit hybrid pro uh it really doesn't matter the size for that um and that's a unique process where you actually bring in the picture of the plans into the software and you work everything off that pdf or an image so it's pretty awesome 
But at the end of the day, uh, it's not bad to have if you're a manual guy or gal and you're going to start doing a manual takeoff. Uh, then that's they're good to have. And it has, that has a built-in counter, so you kill two birds with one stone. And, of course, your pencils, paper, uh, and it's for scratch paper, white out if you can't erase something too easily. Uh, and then, of course, calculator if you need to add up some distances. Maybe you're, you're collectively trying to come up with a total of all your distance between luminaires and all this kind of good stuff. Or you're, you're trying to come up with a multiple total. Maybe you're counting fittings at each luminaire and you're jotting them down for each run, for example. And at the end of the day, you just want to add totals. A lot of times on my blueprints, I will actually write values on the plans in the pencil. And of course, I can remove it later, but sometimes my scratch paper is actually on the actual drawings. So, uh, and then of course, magnifying glasses. Um, for us that have challenging as we get older to see the little things, the subtle things, some of these drawings have little subtleties in them that we have to see. Maybe it's a, a, a receptacle that's a special use, special type receptacle, and we really can't see the symbols that are beside it too well. You think it looks like a D for something, maybe a switch with a dimmer, and you're just not sure. Uh, magnifying glass can go a long way. There's no no reason to be uh, conscious. Um, I guess self-conscious about being able to see something. It's going to happen to all of us, right? So uh, get over it. And uh, they make some of them with a light built in, a little magnifying glass. So don't be afraid. Uh, Actually, for me, um, for years when I was with the city, I actually had a magnifying glass it looked like a, a piece of plastic paper. It was the size of paper, 8 by 11 but it was magnified. I can't remember how it was designed, but even when I laid it on a plan, it would magnify it. Even though it was that close to it, uh, it would magnify it, and it just made things a little easier. So I just would slide that around the, the drawing as I was doing a review or something, and that way stuff stuck out a little bit better. It enhanced it a little bit. Those are still available. I've seen those out there, but a, a you know just a magnifying glass, and depending on your work environment, an, uh, a good work light uh is going to be the key i find that is also beneficial when i'm doing you know doing any estimates that do it in where there's the most light possible okay so that things just stand out invest in that desk lamp that that's going to have the fluorescent or the leds it's really going to put an adequate amount of light on your drawing uh or your plans it's really going to be beneficial uh, I had the benefit here because I also do recordings here. I've had the big uh, studio lights as well. So if I'm looking at something, uh, then I will click those on. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I will even get plans that get submitted to me uh, from family members. Uh, and, and I will look over that for them. And, and, and you know, it's really just a benefit to have the big lights here. But I mean, not saying you get studio lights, but just get you something that's going to give you adequate light that can shine down adequately on the plan that you're using. Okay? So anyway, that's just kind of a, a quick overview of some of the tools. Of course, that's not an all-inclusive thing. Um, again, a lot of these can be made irrelevant based on computer software programs. And again, if you get a program like the Best Bid Hybrid Pro, which is available, incidentally, from our website. So just go to our website at masterthenec.com if you're interested in it. And um, and you're getting it the same price that you get from the, you know, directly from the software manufacturer, okay, who's actually a partner of mine. So, you know, I, I'm not getting any more than you get what you when you buy it from the, the manufacturer. So um, it's all available there. Uh, and that really does everything. I mean, it has all these things you can highlight with it, uh, all with the click of a mouse. So that's kind of the modern way to do it. If you're going to go do that somewhere, 
uh, that's probably where you're going to migrate to. But at the end of the day, when you're trying to learn these things, you need to learn the basics. You need to crawl where before you walk. You need to go back to the basics of the estimating. And it was the slide rulers. It was the engineering scales. It was the clickers. It was the highlighters. Uh, again, it pencils, if you want to use the color pencils, whatever you want to use. Um, it was these... I mean, actually, when we got these slide scales, these scale masters, electronic things that had the clickers built in, man, we felt like we were just, we had just made it, man. Because these things, I mean, it was like 150 bucks for one of these bad boys, and now you can probably get them for hardly anything. Um, in mine, it's called the Digital Plan Measure 3.0. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, this thing is perfect, and I keep it in its little case. Um, reality, we've gone so far beyond that even now. Uh, whereas we're doing it all electronic. But again, I encourage everybody to take a step back and learn to do things the old school way. Pen and paper. Uh, you can even migrate into an Excel version uh, before you even move into like a, a commercially available software. But you really need to load the basics. And that's kind of what we're going to cover all that in our series. So uh, incidentally, that's just kind of a little overview uh, of some of the tools you're going to need. Uh in uh, when you're starting to understand estimating so grab those tools uh, as you start into our video series it should come out later this year and you're going to start following along and you'll follow along with me as we look at some uh, aspects of how to use each one of these little tools and uh, uh, and, and, and help you get a better understanding of electrical estimating till next time folks stay safe god bless Just looking bright